0: This is a Squiz Kids podcast, your fresh take on what's happening in the world around you. Each week we give the world globe a spin and see where we land. Then we take the kids of Australia on an audio excursion to visit that country and its people. I'm Amanda Bauer, and today on Squiz The World, we're visiting a country that, well, the majority of world governments haven't officially recognised as its own country. It's a place that's been in the news a lot lately, as world leaders consider what they might do if these islands are invaded by China. The Chinese government says that the islands belong to them. The people of Taiwan, who have their own government, passports, stamps, money and army, disagree. So let's strap ourselves into the Squiz Kids Superfast Supersonic Jetliner as we take off and take a squiz at Taiwan. Just the facts Taiwan is a group of islands about 161 kilometres off the east coast of the Chinese mainland. The old fashioned name for the biggest island is Formosa, which means beautiful in Portuguese. It got that name way back in the 1500s when sailors passed by and were impressed by the island's beaches, palm trees, even pineapples. It's a bit of a tropical paradise. We'll talk more later about the indigenous people of Taiwan, who were the only ones living on the islands back in the 1500s. For now, all you need to know is that over the years, different European countries claimed the islands until China took over in the late 17th century. Japan then took charge in the late 1800s after China lost a war with them, and China took it back again when Japan lost World War II in 1945. Once the Second World War was over, China went back to having its own war between two very different political parties. By 1949, it was clear that one side was going to win the war and the other side, their soldiers and more than a million of their supporters, fled, which means ran away, to Taiwan. They called their government the Republic of China and said from Taiwan's capital, Taipei, that they were the true government of all of China. Meanwhile, over in Beijing, the government of the People's Republic of China said that they were the true government of all of China, including Taiwan. So we have the Republic of China, based in Taiwan, and the People's Republic of China, based in Beijing. It's enough to make your head spin. Taiwan has 24 million people, and China has 1.4 billion. So obviously, if China ever did decide to try to take Taiwan by force, the smaller country would probably need some powerful friends. That's why it's a big deal that recently American President Joe Biden said that his country would come to Taiwan's aid if necessary. OK, that is definitely enough politics. Whenever you travel, it's important to learn a few words in that country's language. It's a great way to show respect. So let's... Learn the lingo. In Taiwan, there are six official languages. Mandarin Chinese is by far the most common, but there are also four Chinese dialects, as well as Fumosan, spoken by Indigenous people. We've learned some Mandarin before when Squiz the World visited China, but I learned something cool about how people often greet each other in Taiwan. Hello in Mandarin is, of course, ni hao. But after you've greeted someone, you often ask how they are, right? Hi, how are you? Hello. Well, in Taiwan, instead of saying how are you, people say Chiguolama. <laughs> Chiguoli ma means have you eaten? Food is really important in Taiwan, and if someone hasn't eaten, well, they're probably not okay, are they? <laughs> now that we can communicate a little bit, it's time for school. It's compulsory in Taiwan for kids to go to school for 12 years. But starting in year seven, they get to decide whether they want to be on an academic track or a vocational track. The academic track means that you want to go to university and you're prepared to sit some pretty hard exams. The word vocation means your job or occupation. So the vocational track is leading students towards a job that doesn't necessarily require going to uni. Those students don't have to sit those stressful exams. In years 10 to 12, vocational students will take subjects that can lead to careers in areas as diverse, meaning different, as farming, <laughs> nursing, security to the ER, and opera singing. Another subject that kids can study in Taiwanese schools is formosan a name for the indigenous languages of Taiwan. Only 2.3% of all people living in Taiwan are actually indigenous to the islands. And their communities are trying to promote their language and culture. Let's learn more about the Austronesians of Taiwan. Let's get cultural. Yes, I did say Austronesians, and no, that word has nothing to do with Australia. Linguists, those smart people who study languages, have found loads of similarities between the languages spoken by Indigenous people in 38 countries, including Taiwan, Papua New Guinea, New Zealand, the Philippines, even as far away as Madagascar, off the coast of Africa. And they've called all those languages the Austronesian Language Group, Now, their theory is that way back, more than 3000 years ago, the indigenous people of Taiwan started exploring and moving by boat to all those places I just mentioned and many more. The original language that started in Taiwan evolved in each place over thousands of years, but they all still have a lot in common. And the people also have a lot of cultural practices in common, including tattooing, building stilt houses, carving jade. And they share a lot of plants and animals too, which historians think were taken from Taiwan on those migrations. So bananas, coconuts, breadfruit, as well as chickens, pigs and dogs. And the theory goes it all started in Taiwan. So every two years in Taiwan, there's a massive Austronesian cultural festival where indigenous people from all those places come to celebrate and share their cultures. I've put a link in your episode notes to a video introducing the indigenous people of Taiwan. See if you can spot any similarities with other cultures that you know about. Phew. I've learned a lot about Taiwan and now I am starving. I think it might be. Dinner time. The national dish of Taiwan is beef noodle soup. It's on just about every restaurant menu, and each year there's a competition to find the very best beef noodle soup. I'll put a link to a recipe in your episode notes, but to be honest, I'm much more excited to tell you about another Taiwanese delicacy stinky tofu. That's what it's called, and people have described this very popular dish's aroma as being like decaying meat, garbage, and smelly feet. Ew! I've put a brilliant video in your episode notes about a restaurant in Taipei called Dai's House of Unique Stink, where you can see how Dai leaves vegetables to ferment in barrels at room temperature for two years. Then she puts dried tofu into the barrels. It acts like a sponge and it soaks up the green stink. The tofu is then prepared in lots of different dishes. The fermented vegetable goo is meant to be very good for your gut health. And even though it is stinky, it's supposed to taste pretty good. Uh. Time for the Quiz! This is the part of the podcast where you get to test how well you've been listening. Question number one. What is the actual national dish of Taiwan? You got it. It's beef noodle soup. Not stinky. Question number two. What is the word used to describe a group of languages spoken in 38 countries, including Indigenous Taiwanese communities? Well done if you remembered this, it's Austronesian languages. And question number three, would you be willing to try stinky tofu? Obviously, there's no correct answer to this one, but I always think it's good to have at least a taste of every new food. That's all we have time for today. Thanks for staying curious about the world and joining me on this incredible trip to Taiwan. Now get out there and have a most excellent day. Over and out. These episodes are edited and engineered by Carter Quinn.